Welcome to Two Brothers and Their Sports. I'm your co-host, Arif. And I'm your other co-host, Darsh. And today in the show, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to start off by talking about the first NFL game, which will take place before our next episode next Thursday. It's the Lions versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So we are going to be talking about that game. We're also going to be talking about the ACC's new additions um, into the into their into their conference, um, which are Stanford, Cal, and SMU. So we're going to be talking about the implications for the for that conference and for sports around the ACC with those three teams' additions and um and and the commissioners allowing that to happen. But let's start off with the first NFL game. Arsh, why don't you give us your take on the Lions versus Chiefs? Yeah, so uh, like you said, kicking it off. It's always a pretty big game. Here's no different. It's the Chiefs who just won the Super Bowl. They've got the most marketable guy in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this is going to be a pretty pretty easy one. I'd be surprised, very surprised if you picked the Lions. I'm going with the Chiefs here by a pretty big score. I do think the Lions are going to be pretty good. They're going to contend for the NFC North, although I think that the Vikings are going to win it. So I think they are going to contend, but I don't think that they're going to contend anywhere in this game. Patrick Mahomes is going to dominate. It's going to be cool to see kind of how his wide receivers are throughout the season. And that starts with the first game. Could Justin Ross pop off? Could it be Rasheed Rice or maybe even Marquise valdez Scanling or Kadarius Tony, who I drafted in my fantasy league? It just depends. So I want to see how that kind of happens. I want to see how Mahomes plays with Pacheco, who's finally getting a big role. But I expect the Chiefs to steamroll the lines in the first game back to football. Yeah, so I disagree here. I do. I, I am going to be picking the Chiefs as well. Um, I disagree steamrolling, though. Let's talk about this. The Lions made some really, really key secondary additions and some big additions in their secondary during the offseason. It won't matter against Mahomes, though. And listen, though, it will matter because Kadarius Tony might not play week one. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is their number one wide receiver, and Sky Moore is also there, or whatever. Sky Moore is their number one wide receiver. It doesn't matter. Both of them are going to be are their secondary, the the Lions secondary, and, and like safeties and corners way outnumber that not to mention that they are better than both of those wide receivers are who is marquez valdez scantling who is, who, is who are the wide receivers last year in the super bowl and who are the corners they went up against and look how many points they put up and it the doesn't Eagle, matter the eagles corners you know were, the eagles corners no one's great. guarding kelsey no one's guarding kelsey yeah I, so i was gonna bring that up the wide receivers may may be stopped and maybe slow down, but remember, it's Mahomes, so it's going to be really hard to do that, and he can always, I know, he's going to make things happen, but Travis Kelsey's also there, and that's going to be a big thing. I think they could have MVS and Sky Moore, two big deep threats, one guy playing out of the slot and MVS, um, potentially run deep routes and have, have, have Kelsey and Pacheco run routes, uh, shallow routes or short short routes, um, and open up this, and have, him say, have, have Kelsey one-on-one with Jack Campbell. Or have Kelsey one on one on with Rodriguez, Malcolm Rodriguez. Those are that's a huge mismatch for Kel- or like in Kelsey's favor. So that's the big yeah. thing that could happen is that is that Kelsey um does have have a very big game. I do think another thing that could happen is that Jack Campbell could also have a big game. He's a very big good run stopper. He's been crazy in preseason, and Isaiah Pacheco is still relatively young. And Jack Campbell's been able to read offensive lines like it's a book. He's been able to hit the seam every time he's involved in almost every tackle on a play. So I think that's a really, really important factor for the Lions defense. Now switching over to their offense, Jameson Williams suspended eight games because of his um, betting issue. I understand that, but Amonra St. Brown is still going to be the number one target here. I do think that uh, David Montgomery could have a very prominent role here. Very, very good guy for good yeah, running back. Let's not, 
yeah, let's not only think about fantasy, let's think about real-life impact. One of the best two-headed backfields in the NFL, David Montgomery, one of the best, one a top 15 running back when he's by himself. Now he's with a committee. And Jameer Gibbs is a huge pass-catching running back. He's going to be able to play. They, there, there's talks of him potentially playing the slot. There's the talks of him potentially being spread out to wide receiver, having him, him get some snaps there. So I think that Jameer Gibbs could have a very big impact as well. The Chiefs struggle constantly in pass defense. Their secondary has never been that great, especially after the loss of Tyran Matthew two seasons ago. So I think that that's, and Willie Gay as well is there, but I don't think that's going to be a big enough impact. I think the Lions are going to be really close. And now because of all that factors, I don't think it'll be a steamrolling, but I think that the Lions will be relatively close, maybe seven to 10 points. Um, But I do think the Chiefs are going to win this game just because Kelsey is such a positional advantage. And TJ Hawkinson is now gone from the Lions not really another big body guy there and Amon or St. Brown is the only guy that they're going to be looking for and they lost DJ Chark as well yeah look I I definitely agree with you I mean I'm excited to see the rookies play in this Jameer Gibbs obviously uh and then you've got Rasheed Rice for the Chiefs and then you've also got Jack Campbell who's going to be really exciting right and these Lions players we kind of forget this but in the draft we all said they reached they took these guys way too early but we'll see if they made a good decision here kind of how their seasons start um i'm excited to see jameer gibbs and how he incorporates into this into this offense and you're right they do have a good offense they've got amonra they've got jared goff who's a lot better than a lot of people give him credit for and they've obviously got jameer gibbs working there so it's going to be it, it's going to be a good game don't get me wrong it's just also the Chiefs, and I don't think that the Lions are going to be able to contend with uh, Patrick Mahomes. No matter how many points they can put on the board, which isn't going to be a crazy amount, Patrick Mahomes is going to keep scoring every time he gets on the field, right? And that defense is going to be worn out. And they have a better running game now with Isaiah Pacheco, who's out of, out of Rutgers from last year or two years ago. Um, and he, he's one of their best players already, right? I'd say he's top five on their offense maybe top four. So he's going to be well, that's good. Not that he, hard on their offense, on their offense. That's, that's not, not true. that hard. It's not true. You've got that, those amazing offensive linemen too, who you didn't mention. You've got Creed Humphrey, Humphrey, Orlando Brown, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. And then it's him. Like there, there's no one else. That's not true. Sky Moore is definitely good. And he contends with Isaiah Pacheco, right? These guys are both unproven. So that's not really true. And the, some of these guys are going to have breakouts, but anyway, what I'm saying is, I do think that it's going to be a good matchup, but Pacheco's got a good line, and it's Mahomes. There's going to be no contention for me. Maybe he's a little rusty. They're still going to dominate in this game. Yeah, I think it's a very good game to open up the NFL season on. A rebuilding Lions team that's always been the underdog, a very well-built team, well-rounded team, and well-coached and well-drafted team um, against Patrick Mahomes and kind of – thin Kansas City Chiefs roster. I do think it'll be a really good game. I think Patrick Mahomes will be able to pull it out, but it's a great way to open the season um and to have Dan <clears throat> and to have Dan Campbell test his 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 wittiness in this game. So I do like it a lot. All right, now let's move on to the ACC's new additions. I mentioned the three teams in the introduction, Stanford, Cal, and SMU all being added. Now, I think the main factor here is going to be, first of all, this was this was rumored to happen for a while now, and it's going to be that those three teams are going to be added into the conference in 2024. Now, for basketball purposes and football purposes, not really a big deal. You're still going to have NC State, Wake Forest. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa. Oh, well, oh, Cal, well, Cal, well, Cal. And Stanford, what are you talking about? Stan- well, Stanford football. And SMU, what are you talking about? Year, the past few years, Stanford football has not been amazing. Has not they've been, been amazing. Been, they've been one of, they'd be one of the top three yeah. in the ACC. Uh, 
Well, no, I don't think they would. I think it'd be and, Wake Forest, even though they lost Sam Hartman. Very good even, though, even though Wake Forest lost Sam Hartman, then you have NC State, and then you have Drake May and UNC, which, by the way, this will be next year. But still, I, those three teams are, are very good and contenders in college football. Now, I get it. Stanford has a precedence of being very good, and Cal does a little bit, but and SMU does as well. But I think that they're all going to be top five, maybe maybe top seven. But yeah, but think about it. It's the ACC. It's seven. not that hard. You have Duke, Clemson so football. Be a, Clemson yeah, football is there as well. Clemson's there as well. That's it. That's it. It's FSU. It's Clemson. Duke sucks, and they're going to get blown out by all three of these teams. So well, it's UNC, I do, and we're Duke fans. It's going to be UNC, FSU, uh, Clemson, and then these three teams are all going to contend. And it's going to be a lot easier UNC, to recruit. Wake Forest, NC gonna, State, and, and Clemson, to to FSU, ACC, Miami. Right? You want to go to the ACC, even for basketball, you'll be able to get exposure against teams like Duke and, and get NBA scouts there. But you also get to go to a Stanford, right? This is going to help with recruiting so much. And that'll also help with the athletic teams. So I disagree. With, I'll let you get on with your yeah, take. So I, I just say, disagree with what you're saying about like it not being competitive. No, no, not being competitive. I was saying it'll have a pretty big, a little bit of an impact on football. You mentioned it, FSU. Miami, Clemson, Duke, UNC, NC State, Wake Forest, whatever. I think the biggest impact is going to be on baseball. Wake Forest was obviously number one in the nation last year in baseball. We have to remember that. NC State's very good. Duke was ranked top 25 in terms of recruits. Stanford baseball has been amazing as well. SMU baseball is pretty good and Cal is okay. So I do think that the biggest impact here is going to be in college baseball. It's going to be with these teams joining college baseball, making the ACC way more competitive, making it like like an LSU division or something like that. It will obviously not be that level, but it'll be it'll be higher up there than what it was before. And remember, Wake Forest and Stanford is going to be a big battle this next year, being in the same conference. Wake Forest and SMU for football, things like that. I think the main, obviously, the main addition is going to be sports, but I think the biggest impact is baseball for Stanford and sorry Stanford and Cal I said SMU before Stanford and Cal going against Wake Forest Duke UNC baseball made it into the super regionals two years ago so things like that I think and in college baseball encompassing all of that is going to be the biggest impact in my opinion yeah so I disagree with you here I think for football I mean Stanford is still a very very good team at football and they've dominated um, you can go all the way back to many, many years ago. I think Andrew Luck went there. You've got Christian McCaffrey, who's a Stanford graduate, graduate. Richard Sherman, the infamous Stanford graduate. You've got all these guys, these huge NFL superstars, but you've also got guys coming up. Davis Mills just got his NFL career started. Tanner McKee got his NFL career started. So these are big Stanford guys. Um, and, and Stanford is a good team. And now that they're coming to the ACC, which is dominated by Clemson right now, which, by the way, Clemson is losing its foothold on the ACC. It's losing its foothold. Yeah, absolutely. On the college football world, right? This is going to be a big change. Absolutely. SMU is a lot better than you're giving credit uh, for. They're, they're a good football school. But then you look at Cal, they're pretty good. They've had good players. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers went there. They've had good players that have gone there. And Stanford is a whole different level, right? Especially now, like I said, that they're in the ACC, it's going to be a big difference for Stanford recruiting. Stanford is already one of, and I think we agree with this, Stanford is already one of the most prestigious academic schools in the nation, right? That's just highly, they're highly thought of academic school. They're on the West Coast, so they've got that California appeal once again. 
Um, and, and now they play in the ACC. You get to play against these Florida States in college basketball. You get to play against Duke and UNC, right? You get these big games against U Miami. I think this is going to help with their recruiting for both college football and college basketball, and it's just going to make it a ton more competitive. Now, Cal and Stanford's basketball has not been great, right? We know that. Yeah. But in the future, in the next five, ten years, it'll start to get a lot more competitive. And and it's going to be cool to see how kind of like the travel works too, right? From the East Coast yeah. all the way down to the West Coast. We'll see how that kind of works. But I'm telling you, the college basketball and especially college football landscape is going to be changed immensely. Maybe not immediately, maybe not even the next five, seven years, but in the next decade, in the next couple of decades, you'll start to see more recruits going through these California schools because they've been placed in the ACC. Yeah, and previously we've talked, well, there's, I, I also want to say, I do like the ACC. It adds not just the East Coast element, but also adds some West Coast teams. I do like that a lot. The traveling is going to be tough. Um, I do also think college football eventually will end up into a couple, only a couple divisions. And I do think it's going to be some powerhouses. And I'm surprised to see the ACC make this move after the Pac-12 made a move. After the Pac-12 made a move. I mean, they added Washington. Switching around so much. They added Oregon. I agree. I agree. But it wasn't. No, I understand. But I'm I'm surprised that the ACC, a more academically focused conference, you can see by adding Stanford to that division. And and obviously Duke, UNC, NC State, Wake Forest, Miami, all these places. And and then you you add like something like this. Like I do. I, I do think it's going to have a really big impact. So I, I do like it for sports, but also academically. And you talked about recruiting wise. I think it's going to be a really big impact as well. 